0: Real Life Radio is brought to you by the Neurology Center of San Antonio and River City Community Church. Grace and peace to you and welcome to Real Life
1: Radio with Pastor Sean Azaro of River City Community Church in San Antonio, Texas. As this is a church that exists to help people like you find the real life you were created for. And today Pastor Sean continues the message on the two things you're not supposed to talk about, religion and politics. It's part two of The Political Contrarian and if you do have a Bible, And if you have a Bible nearby, put a marker in John chapter 18, but also put a bookmarker on your web browser at reallife.org. That's where you'll find the complete podcast of this series. Again, that's at reallife.org. But thanks for tuning in. This is Real Life Radio.
2: Give unto Caesar what is Caesar's, Jesus said, but then he said, give to God what is his, and that's us and what that means folks jesus is establishing a principle there are human governments but there's a higher government and you belong to it you belong to god he created us he redeemed us we are his and that changes things look at what jesus this conversation jesus had in john 18 beginning at verse 33 it's with pilate who is the roman kind of prefect the the leader over israel it's right before jesus is crucified Pilate actually didn't want to crucify Jesus. He's like, I I don't get it. I'm not into your religious laws. This guy didn't seem so bad to me. I mean, that's really Pilate's kind of whole thing. He's not courageous enough to stand up and say, I'm not going to do it. Because he's a politician. And he's got to live with these religious leaders who also had a political role. So he's kind of vacillating and trying to just find a safe middle ground. Pilate was really worried about Pilate. But this conversation with Jesus is interesting. John 18 beginning at 33. Pilate then went back inside the palace. He summoned Jesus. He asked him, "Are you king of the Jews? Is that your own idea, Jesus asked, or did you or did others talk to you about me?" Good question. "Am I a Jew?" Pilate replied, "It was your people and your chief priests who handed you over to me. What is it you've done?" Listen to what Jesus says. My kingdom is not of this world. If it were, my servants would fight to prevent my arrest by the Jews. His kingdom, his servants. But now my kingdom is from another place. You are a king then, said Pilate. Jesus answered, you're right in saying I'm a king. In fact, for this reason I was born and I came into the world to testify to the truth. Everyone on the side of truth listens to me. See, Jesus says, I have a kingdom from another place. He's talking about a higher kingdom. Earthly authority is real. It's just not all that's real. Earthly authority matters. It's just not the ultimate authority. There's a higher kingdom. Now, I had an opportunity a a few years back to spend some time with Tony Campolo, Christian author, speaker, great communicator, um, sociologist, a brilliant guy. And I asked him, I was actually taking him to the airport at a conference, so I had him trapped, and you know, what, am I going to let him have some rest and a break? No, <laughs> I love this guy. So I just I, I asked him some questions, and one of the things I, I asked is, it "Is what would you say to the church? What's your word kind of? What would you like to say to the church if you could have the whole church just kind of listen for five minutes?" And he he didn't hesitate. He said, "Stop being the political or the religious arm of a political party." Stop being the religious arm of a political party. And I was like, wow, that's pretty good. Now, let me just say to you, whether you are a black Baptist church in Chicago or a white Baptist church in Dallas, that's godly counsel. Stop being the religious arm of a political party we are part of a higher kingdom we have something more eternal we are called to be followers of jesus and when we sell our souls we kind of align ourselves we allow ourselves to be a a, a constituency for a political figure folks we start we not we're not making deals and that's where compromise comes from. And we stop following Jesus, we start following the path of expediency so we can kind of have our little seat at the table, if you will. Here's my point. If you're taking notes, write it down. My politics should serve the kingdom, not the other way around. My politics should serve the kingdom, not the kingdom serving my politics. The story of what happened in the church in Germany before World War I as Hitler came to power is one of the most embarrassing um tragic stories in church history it really is and the church again it wasn't that any there wasn't a significant movement in the church at all that really liked hitler or his policies at first hitler came in you know kind of small step small step but they began to notice something's not right one of the first things they did is began to say um, you can't have the, they. They created this this kind of ministry of religion under the Third Reich. And one of the things they did, you can't have Jews be confessing members of the church if you're going to be an approved church in Germany. Well, it wasn't just new converts. It was there were Jews who were family members, they were co-workers, they'd been baptized, they'd accepted Christ, they were Christians. They'd accepted Christ, and they're now, the churches are being put in a place of having to kind of decide, are we going to enforce this? And sadly, most of them did. And they did it saying, well, we'll create churches for Jews. We don't want to fight with the government. And it was done under this kind of go along to get along. And the farther it went, a small but vocal group of leaders began saying, guys, do you see where this is going? The leaders who were appointed to this ministry of religion were anything but Christian. But unfortunately, much of what was done was couched in religious terms to try to dupe the masses. And for a number of years, it worked. And it led Germany down one of the most horrible holes history's ever seen. I wonder how it would have been different had the church right up front said, you know what, we're not going to be the religious arm of the political party, we're gonna make our politics serve the kingdom, not have it be the other way around. A couple of observations. Number one, my politics must be founded on God's word. When I have the politics, my politics serve the kingdom, not the other way around. I realize my politics must be founded on the Word of God. I believe in the Scriptures. I believe in God's voice. I believe He speaks to issues every single day. And I think before I start worrying about where do I stand on this political spectrum, based on how does it affect me, I should go. God, wait a minute. What's your Word say? Do you have an opinion on this, Father, who I claim to serve and follow? Because if you do, I probably ought to take that and make that my guide. Not the platform that gets me the most chips at the bargaining table. A couple issues that that obviously points to. Well, well first let me read you some scriptures. Psalm 119.105 says, Your word is a lamp to my feet and a light for my path. That's Every believer understands that. We believe in the Word of God. Second Timothy 3, 16 and 17, all Scripture is God-breathed. It's useful for teaching, rebuking, correcting, training in righteousness so that the man of God may be thoroughly equipped for every good work. We should be people of the Word. But listen to this, Acts four eighteen. This is very important. Then they called them in again, Peter and John, before this political religious group of leaders called the Sanhedrin. They called them in again, commanded them not to speak or teach at all in the name of Jesus. Listen to this principle, verse 19. But Peter and John replied, judge for yourselves whether it's right in God's sight to obey you rather than God. for We cannot help speaking what we've seen and heard. Peter and John entered into what is called civil disobedience when the government goes so far astray that it now requires that you disobey the law of God, that you disobey what the scripture is teaching and they entered into what's called civil disobedience now understand when you enter into civil disobedience and there is a time many of the christians in germany figured out some way too late we need to enter into civil disobedience understand you're still under the government you're still under the law but what they did was they suffered the consequence of the law and many it cost them their lives peter and john ultimately it cost them their lives here's what the scripture says about a couple hot-button topics and this is where our, our perspectives our viewpoints are drawn from not from the winds of change in the political spectrum on the issue of abortion Psalm 139 1516 says my frame was not hidden from you when I was made in the secret place when you, I was woven together in the depths of the earth your eyes saw my unformed body all the days ordained for me were written in your book before one of them came to be scripture says life begins at conception
1: you're listening to Real Life Radio, a service of River City Community Church, and we want to thank you for listening right now, as this program would not be possible were it not for the generous support from the Neurology Center of San Antonio and Dr. Ann Bass. Located at 1314 East Santerra, Suite 601, the phone number is 490 0016, and again we say thank you so much to Dr. Ann Bass. We'll be right back in one minute with more of this message called The Political Contrarian, and this is Real Life Radio.
2: Hi, I'm Sean Azzaro, pastor of River City Community Church. I want to invite you to a new series of messages beginning on September 11th. It's called Downgraded, Embracing Financial Reality. Our nation recently went through a financial downgrade that has shocked our markets as well as a whole lot of people. Financial problems aren't just a government thing. They impact individuals and families as well. We're going to address the things that got us here as well as some great biblical wisdom that will get us out. River City is a church for real life, and this topic is as real life as it gets. Don't miss this series of messages called Downgraded, Embracing Financial Reality, starting on September 11th. River City is located one half mile inside of 1604 on Redland Road and jones Maltzburger. Sunday service times are 8, 930, 1115, and of course our 111 house service. At 1115, we even have translation headsets for our Spanish-speaking friends. River City is a multi-site church and also has campuses in New Braunfels and northwest San Antonio. Go to reallife.org for more information, and we'll see you on the road to real life.
1: Welcome back, and we return to Pastor Sean Azaro of River City Community Church, and this is Real Life Radio
2: the issue of abortion, Psalm 139, 15, 16 says, My frame was not hidden from you when I was made in the secret place, when you, I was woven together in the depths of the earth. Your eyes saw my unformed body. All the days ordained for me were written in your book before one of them came to be. Scripture says life begins at conception. Any good geneticist says life begins at conception, folks. I don't care if it's politically correct. We're pro-life because I don't create life. God did. I'm a follower of Jesus. I have to be. And that, man, that, that's why we work with groups like the Pregnancy Care Center because those folks do such a great job and we want to partner with them helping to support women who make the difficult decision to keep their child. Or to counsel women who had to, had to go through that and made the choice to have an abortion and are now dealing with the guilt and the consequence of that. And helping come alongside those women and say, you know what? It's not the end of the world. It's not the unforgivable sin. God loves you, and God has a plan for you. It's not over. And bring a word of hope and peace, even in a tough situation. But, folks, we don't get to just say, well, a lot of people disagree, so let's go along. It doesn't even make sense. Scripture's real clear. Life begins at conception. And Folks, <laughs> good science and common sense will tell you, yeah, life begins at conception. People go, "Well, what about the tough situation some of those kids are born into? Doesn't that play into it? Isn't there a time when abortion's the best option? Okay, let's take that to its logical conclusion. There's two-year-olds in some really tough situations. You're going to abort them? Yeah, well, they're self-sustaining, and not any two-year-old, I know. Is, is it okay to kill a two-year-old because he's in a tough situation? Is that the answer, or do you try to deal with this tough situation? How about, how about one? Six months? Three months let's go into the womb one month before birth four months before birth i mean wh- where's your line uh, w- understand whatever wherever your line is it's totally arbitrary unless it is at conception you're just making it up i have a sonogram picture of my daughter lauren sucking her thumb and in that our, in that conversation of you know well it's just a piece of tissue i i, I hold it up who told this piece of tissue to suck her thumb that's the only piece of tissue in body that even has a thumb first of all but look at her sucking on it (laughs) because she wanted to and just because she's breathing through an umbilical cord instead of through her nostrils doesn't take away the value of her life but see that's from the word of god folks it's not about politics that's about truth it's a word of god we talked a lot about homosexuality in, in our, in our congregation. We want to be a place where, where people who, we're, we're all sinners. Okay? And so we all, heterosexual, homosexual, men, women, whoever we are, we want this to be a fellowship where we can find forgiveness, where we can find redemption, where we can grow and become the people God created us to be. Right? But if you are expecting us to say homosexuality is not sin, you're going to have a problem. Because that's not what the scripture says, and we're going to stand on what the scripture says. We think that's actually good news for homosexuals. You're free to be whoever God created you to be, you're free to be the person that God made you to be, according to your gender. We're not bound by our desires. I've talked about that a few weeks ago. I don't need to go into that. Romans one 24-27 says, Therefore God gave them over to sinful desires of their heart, to sexual impurity, for the degrading of their bodies with one another. They exchanged the truth of God for a lie, and worshipped and served created things, rather than the Creator, who is forever praised. Amen. Because of this, God gave them over to shameful lusts. Even their women exchanged the natural relations for unnatural ones. In the same way, the men also abandoned natural relations with women and were inflamed with lust for one another. Men committed indecent acts with other men and received in themselves a due penalty for their perversion. People ask, does the Bible actually say homosexuality is wrong? Yes, it does. It's not the only sin. It's not an unforgivable sin. It's just one of a long list that will kill us and separate us from God and hurt us. And so the problem with this, the reason this is different... The reason we talk about homosexuality like this is because culture is trying to say, "No, no, no it's not a sin." Y- yes, it is. Our politics has to be based on the Word of God. Caring for the poor, we believe in caring for the poor. Galatians two ten. All they asked was that we should continue to remember the poor—the very thing I was eager to do. We want to be people who care for the poor. Second Thessalonians three ten gives us some instruction. For even when we're with you, we gave you this rule: If a man will not work, he shall not eat. Most people want to help care for the poor. Where we divide, where we're divided is what's the best way to accomplish that. Understand that. But folks, we got to be about helping the poor. The environment. I'm, I'm running out of time. Let me just give. you can read Romans, uh, Genesis 1, 28 through 30. Talks about God blessing man, saying, utilize the earth. I gave it to you. Rule over it. Subdue it. And then Genesis 2:15, The Lord took the man and put him in the garden of Eden to work it and take care of it. You want to know the scripture's teaching on the environment? Care for it, but don't worship it, okay? Use it, but don't abuse it. That's what the Scripture says about it. The Scripture talks about all these issues, folks. My politics should serve the kingdom, not the other way around. Second, very important point, I must reject the us versus them paradigm, and this is huge. This is huge. I must reject the us versus them paradigm. And Boy, you're, you, now you're getting contrarian. Because listen to what the Scripture says, uh, 2 Corinthians 5, 18-20. All this is from God who reconciled us to Himself through Christ and gave us the ministry of reconciliation, that God was reconciling the world to Himself in Christ, not counting men's sins against them. And He's committed to us the message of what? Reconciliation. We are therefore Christ's ambassadors, as though God were making His appeal through us. We implore you on Christ's behalf, be reconciled to God. I can't be about us and them because them is supposed to be part of us. Do you realize that? if I have this political us and them thing, I am now going to make myself absolutely ineffective at reaching a whole group of people that Jesus loves and died for. This is contrarian, folks, but we must, we must reject this. And if that means you need to turn off some of the political commentary, if you need to turn off talk radio or Sunday morning political TV, then turn it off. Because I'm telling you, it will kill you. It will feed something in you that's not right. If you can listen to it and not have this kind of angry us and them thing happen, great. Knock yourself out, rock and roll. That's good. I struggle. I used to listen to a lot of talk radio, a lot of political stuff. I had to back off because I found, you know what, I'm always mad when I do that. And I'm mad at them because they're idiots. I'm not an idiot. I'm a smart, wise person. They're idiots, though. Us and them, us and them, us and them. And it really does. It messes me up. And what it does is there's only one person in the world I can really change, and that's me. It puts so much of my focus on them, them. And understand, there's, there's something about it. it, it when, if I can make them like they're idiots, then I feel like I'm a genius, right? I'm a rocket scientist. You know, I put them down. I feel great about me. That does not help God's work in my life. It does not help the Holy Spirit's work at humbling and transforming me and molding me into the image of Jesus. We have to reject the us and them. And in this church, folks, some people say, why don't you talk about political issues more? Hey, I want a pastor that really tells it like it is. Yeah, whatever. Go find one. I got some suggestions. (laughs) Not that. (laughs) Well, you guys are bad. (laughs) How do you? How do I get away from that one now? I'm stuck up here. There's cameras on me. I am. I am failing. Seriously, folks, this us and them. Then we've got. We have got to. We've got to be careful. We've got to protect ourselves from the damage of that. You've heard of Westboro Baptist Church, Topeka, Kansas, a small family, who. I mean, they're listed as a hate group because. They they have what is their website? godhatesfags.org? They go and they 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 picket at soldiers soldiers funerals, a family's grieving, a soldier who gave his life for the country, and they will picket that person's funeral, taunting and spewing hate, saying. That soldier's death is justified because it's God's judgment on America, because God hates America because of homosexuality. I'm embarrassed that they're called a church. I'm embarrassed that they're more famous than like some really great churches. Everybody knows their name. There's great churches out there that nobody knows their name. And folks, so we got some damage control. We really do. We must refuse the us and them. And right now, it doesn't mean we compromise truth. That doesn't mean we compromise truth in the least little bit. And if someone wants to reject me because of what I just said about abortion or homosexuality, well, that's their business. I understand how it's a hard issue, and I understand why they may not want to be around me if I'm going to take a strong stand on that. I'm going to stand on what the Scripture says. But I can't be about rejecting and doing the us and them thing Because it will totally make me ineffectual. The ministry Jesus said that he gave me of reconciliation. And what God's trying to do is reconcile the world to himself. My politics should serve the kingdom, not the other way around. And last, I'll close with this. My politics should always have an eye on eternity. This is really important. Really, really, really important. My politics should always have an eye on eternity. Hebrews 11:13 13 through 16, talking about people of faith, people of God. All these people were still living by faith when they died. They didn't receive the things promised. They only saw them, welcomed them from a distance. They admitted they were aliens and strangers on earth. People who say such things show they're looking for a country of their own. If they'd been thinking of the country they'd left, they would have had opportunity to return. Instead, they were longing for a better country, a heavenly one. Therefore, God's not ashamed to be called their God, for he's prepared a city for them. Folks, this, this is really heavy here because something in us longs for utopia and we think America is it, and it's not. America's awesome. I'm grateful for America. We've enjoyed this unique little slice in world history where the church has flourished because some of our founding fathers had the, the foresight to establish a, a place where the government couldn't establish a church where the government couldn't go and set up and define the church. The government couldn't regulate the church. So the church was free. It's been free. Not that that's not under attack in a lot of places, but the church has been fairly free in America. And because of that, this country's had a high percentage of people following Jesus Christ and professing faith in him and has had a whole lot of blessing. It's been a friendly place to be a Christian last couple hundred years in America. That is an anomaly in world history. It's actually an anomaly in the world today. And we've enjoyed it. This is not the utopia we were created for. It's called heaven. We must keep our eye on eternity. And understand something, folks. um, If your patriotism is a stronger draw and anchor and sense of loyalty in your soul than your spirituality, you have a problem. And, I, man, I, I know it's tough because, man, we want to be patriots. But understand, everything in this world comes and goes. It fades. Nations rise, nations fall, United States included. The kingdom of God is forever. Let our politics have an eye on eternity. This is not our home. My politics serve the kingdom not the other way around. And I just want to challenge us to keep that straight because it will so change. We will really be contrarian as we engage in the political process, as we vote, as we enter the discussion. We should do all those things. We just need to do it with the right perspective. Let me pray for us. Lord, thank you for your word. Thank you for your grace. Help us to be people who participate in the political process but participate like you. Participate from your perspective. We honor you and we thank you in Jesus'
1: name. Amen. You've been listening to Real Life Radio, a service of River City Community Church, as next week on this station, Pastor Sean will continue the series with a message called The Contrarian Leader. But you're more than welcome to visit River City Community Church, located at the corner of Jones-Maltzberger and Redland Road, about a half mile inside Loop 1604 on the north side of San Antonio. And for more details and directions and service times, just go to reallife.org. If you'd like to call the church, the number is 490-5262 as Real Life Radio is a service of River City Community Church and underwritten this week by Dr. Ann Bass of the Neurology Center of San Antonio. Thank you so much for listening. We hope you join us again next time for more Real Life.